0: welcome everybody to podcast number 104 i'm back from vacation replaced the great adam weber now actually you'll get somebody talking so it's good
1: <laughs>
0: yeah, <laughs> Sorry, adam. A,
1: little,
2: a little more a, a
0: little, little more slightly slightly
2: there'll be a filter this week maybe hopefully
3: probably not i'm, I'm probably back not. from i'm back from my emergency
0: <laughs> yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. If people didn't know, Daryl disappeared in the middle of the podcast last <laughs> yeah. week.
3: Everything was going good, and you, you know what? Watch- he, Taylor just said one too many bad words, and I says I'm he out said, of I'm here. A- <laughs> you didn't
4: even bother turning off your stream. You're no, I, <laughs> so I hope you put.
3: I hope you put me in the back room.
4: I, I did eventually, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but you know what? Here's the thing: Carrie's back this week, and yeah. you know, um, the one thing we do every week is you know, you know, nicknames for yes. everybody. I-
0: Oh, I got you my out. nicknames. You he bet did, you do. All he right, Let, let's oh, wow. hear them.
1: Let's I'm... hear because
0: I thought I thought you were slacking. <laughs> no, no, we're good. We're good. I'm your host, Kerry Could Kreitz. We got Dexter Still Can Wiseman, Tim Never Could Wiseman, and Daryl <laughs> Prepped and Ready Bradley. Yes.
1: <laughs>
3: you know, you just got to you just got to know your guests, guys. You just got to know. You gotta you gotta put in the work. You gotta put in the homework, man. <laughs> yeah, no doubt.
4: <laughs> well, it's good to have you back. I'm glad you didn't get eaten by a bear. Matt,
0: yeah, well, Carrie. You had a little camping. Yeah, a little camping in the in the crappy week. I took a, took a bullet for everybody, so they could have a nice week this week. So you're welcome. Um, yeah, it was good. Can't complain. Want to want to hear the story? What my emergency was? You guys just
3: dying to know what happened? Of course. <laughs> So the, my phone rings while I'm sitting here and I looked at the phone. Usually people are texting sometimes here and there. But the phone rings and it, it's a number. And I'm like, I, I recognize that number, uh, uh, an alarm company. And then and then next thing you know, Mark Johnstone, Johnny calls me. And I'm like, oh, I know exactly what the, that was. So I picked up the phone and it was the alarm company from my office that called. So they um, I was like, quick, what's going on? And there's somebody maybe breaking into the office. And so then I I went to the office, nothing was happening, came back home, about to jump on the podcast. And all of a sudden my phone rang again. And sure enough, it was the alarm company, ran back to the office. I'm like, dispatch the cops, dispatch the cops, I'm being broken into. I go back there, like a minute before I got back, they're like, no, um, they won't, the cops won't dispatch. It's only a one hit alarm. I'm like, oh good, so you're sending me into something. I'd already been in there and looked around. Anyways, I go inside and sure enough, Right up beside the uh, the motion detector in the back is a piece of paper. I taped up that day for some reason that Mark had left on the door. And I taped it on the shelf. And it was blowing on the air conditioning or the heating unit. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
4: this is what you get for killing trees. It should be a digital world. Why, what, are yeah, Matt, what are you doing with paper? What are you doing with we,
3: paper? We kill a lot of trees, man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I print a lot of stuff.
2: You should be on digital nowadays, right? I mean, (laughs) look
3: at you guys giving giving me a lecture.
1: (laughs) How about you guys?
3: How about you guys, Tim, Dex? You guys are back into back open. Bowen's open. We're
2: we're pooped. Honestly, I had to work a couple full days. It's just been too much. Um, Working until (laughs) working until four o'clock. I mean, I just can't believe it. Um, Been been really great to have everybody in there. Uh, half capacity. We've been pre- pretty pretty full for the most part. Yeah. So it's been really nice to nice. see a lot of new a uh, lot of old faces coming in. Um, so yeah, thankful everybody coming in. It's been great. So keep it coming in. And yeah. you know what? Um, I know Desher a big conspiracy theorist. He obviously you saw it by his post yesterday. He uh, conspiracy theorist. That's and, who yeah. I am and he's just a, a, mixture, just, just, just a numbers but, guy. Yeah, mixture between Einstein and Nostradamus, but, I mean, um, we're only 0.5 away from opening up to 70%, so... No, we're over. We're not. We're 0.3.
1: We're We're 0.3%
3: away. No, we're not. Yeah, we're not. Yeah, they announced it today. They said something today. We're were 70.3. Get with the times, guys.
4: Their their website, I'm literally looking at it right now, it says 69.7. Oh, we're
2: open. Perfect. You're right. I
3: thought I thought I saw somewhere today that they said that they're now at seventy percent. They're like, well, of course they're at seventy percent. They were gonna get there. Like, well, this yeah, wasn't but the, not gonna happen. Here, this is,
4: right? but the, this is uh, this. It's just funny because you know we were at sixty-eight point eight percent away. doesn't care. Can we, can we <laughs> mute him? Can we mute him, please?
0: <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I, Tim. No. You brought it up. Let Dexter like, finish it.
4: No, no, I I, I don't I don't care because I think sixty-eight point eight percent to seventy percent is really nothing. I. I don't think that that's anything. But it's just funny how, you know, we we have 3,000 doses one day and we go up 1%, or 0.1%. Then we hit 4,500 doses the next day. We go up 6, 0.6%. And then today it was 4,500 again, and we went up 0.3%. So Their numbers so, are all over the place. So here's
3: here, here, here's my thing, Dexter. I, I I see where you're coming at with a numbers thing. Explain to me how this works in a mathematical way. I get it. But not in a conspiracy type way, but more in a mathematical. Like, tell me how this works here. Tell me how it works. Like, yeah. like, this is, yeah. like Am I supposed to teach my grade 7 math student or a grade 5 math student? This is how math works. If you increase by this much, you go up by this percentage. If you increase yeah. by this much, you go up by this percentage. It doesn't make sense. So
4: right, no, yeah. but that, that, that's exactly it. If if three percent or three thousand people <laughs> brings it up zero point one percent, how does four thousand bring it up six hundred percent? right? It makes no sense. <laughs> so I, I don't care. I just think it's funny because I'm like, okay, you know, t- tomorrow is two weeks away from Canada Day, so guaranteed he's. He's start. finding numbers of people who got yeah. vaccinated in the states, oh, so that so shut that we up. can shut, <laughs> up, <laughs> shut up. That's man. what's happening. Yeah, it right. happening. yeah. That that is that is what they said. Though they said that you there were some people from the states that you know are now included in that number, and that make that does make sense. So guess but what? I'm pretty sure we'll hit seventy percent tomorrow.
3: Everybody gets to have a Canada Day parade. Yeah. All the all the small towns, all the rural people, congratulations, we made it. Go have a a Canada Day parade. We're good open Mm -hmm. up open for summer i go
0: for it right like that's the number that's the target they set that's the number they set if you hit it go for it keep to your word what i want to know is have you guys already signed up for your lottery chance
4: Uh, oh instantly you know and and i know some people who aren't because out of like you know um whatever out, out of their morals or out of it's you free know. money but yeah, I'm yeah. Just, if you already gonna got, got your away.
0: vaccine go for it
4: yeah exactly yeah. they're going to give it away why wouldn't you sign it's up true. why can't it be one of us
3: <laughs> so That's right here's the thing if they weren't tracking you before with the, with the with the jab they're definitely tracking you now with your email and registration online for the for the lottery yeah. a lot to give them, sure, to give them but.
0: address phone number and email so <laughs> okay. we're good yeah. Yeah. and date of, birth.
3: Yeah. And date of yeah. birth yeah yeah we got everything now we got everything yeah, oh, Just man. The, yeah. The, they already have your banking information for your taxes i mean like what more do you want here you go like you're
0: good yeah. We we okay. don't live out they, in the boonies in the middle of Alabama, people. They know where you are. Don't worry about it.
4: You yeah. do live out in the boonies, just not in Alabama. <laughs> uh,
0: stones throw, stones throw from a highway. We're we're fine.
3: <laughs>
0: <laughs> are, you clo- uh, are you closer to town than your than our guest tonight? Well, it depends what type of town you're asking about. <laughs>
3: I guess we wait to ask her when she comes on. <laughs> our, our
0: guest, I'm pretty sure, is closer to her town site than I am to my town site. See there, now we're pulling the language arts uh, subject on us now. <laughs> she fun. may, be, she may be farther out in the yeah. boonies for internet access than I am, but... It's final should... time
3: for, for kids and students, so there we go, it's a good segue, and I know that she posted too, so anyways, we'll, mm-hmm. we'll talk about
1: for
0: it. For sure. So we might as well pay, pay our bills. So we're going to talk about our sponsors, but first, I want to thank all our uh, all our patrons that sign up for the monthly Patreon at patreon.com slash 5 You can sign up and support this specifically as a podcast for as little as $2 a month. Um, there's multiple tiers. If you decide to sign up for the biggest tier, we send out a piece of merch to you. Um, Brad, yours is still coming. I was on holidays. We can blame it on that. I feel really bad. I might send you a little extra since yours is late. But, uh,
4: it's, it's nice I to see bad. Wes on there. Wes is on that list now. That's awesome. Yeah. That's a new yep. one. We had a couple sign
1: We had a couple sign
4: off last week that uh, he decided <laughs> it was worthwhile.
3: Yeah, for sure. <laughs> People started started paying us after last week's guest. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs>
4: yeah, You're you're right. If if you want us to bash somebody, just throw us some money that way. We, 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 we,
2: we've got.
1: The... <laughs>
2: Who told us it was the best one they've, they they listened to, Dex? It was it was oh. like it was one of the best ones they've listened to. It was somebody we were talking to.
4: I think you were dreaming.
0: Crickets again, Tim. I
2: Crickets again.
4: Yeah.
0: Uh, yeah, like we're for sale. If you want to throw us a couple dollars, we'll, we'll say whatever you need to need us to say. Uh, so, uh, our, our beverage sponsor of the week, once again, is Alley Cat Brewing. We can't thank them enough for, uh, wetting our taste buds while we do these two hour long podcasts every week. And, uh, also a huge thank out to All Star Bowling Sales being our weekly sponsor again and doing another giveaway. So hopefully our chat remembers what that is. I might share it. I'll probably share it. I should share it. Shouldn't I? Much, we might have some smoother. new viewers.
2: Carrie, much, much smoother than last week. I
1: was flawless.
4: Week. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so just in the comments, <laughs> hashtag all-star draw gets you entered into the draw for this week, we draw at the end of the podcast.
2: Who won last week, Dex? Uh, Kelsey
3: Kush.
0: Okay. Nice again. She's won a, a couple times. Yeah.
1: Yeah.
3: She, she won on the, the hundredth
0: podcast for sure. Mm-hmm. All right. We will uh, run All Star Bowling Sales commercial, and we'll bring in our guest of the week. <laughs> For our guest this week, um, for people that know her, uh, where exactly she lives, her internet access isn't the greatest. So there is a slight delay. We may be talking over her a little bit, but um, she is one of the most well-spoken people I know, and she has tons of stories and will be, I'm sure, chit-chatting about it a ton. But uh, I'm going to mispronounce her full name, so we'll just introduce her as... (laughs) (laughs) Shauna, <laughs> <laughs> How's it Cheers, going, Shana? everybody.
5: Thank you for having me on.
0: Of course. Well, thank I'm you very welcome.
5: for asking. Thanks again for having me, guys.
3: That That's funny, Carrie. You say, pronounce her last name, because I was thinking the same thing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Right? It's like, oh. Laisne.
5: It was kind of Laisne. Why, 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 don't so nickname, like, why don't you give her the nickname like why don't you give her the nickname
2: like G S P like you could give her like
0: like S, S- P L Yeah S-P-L. spirit pipeline? Yeah
2: <laughs>
5: <laughs>
2: Well maybe not but
0: <laughs>
5: <laughs> Well I do I do I do have a nickname out there. You can ask Stacy Miller Boom Boom what that one is, but uh, yeah anyway so nice to see your faces boys <laughs> there was, was
4: a quick diverting there
3: <laughs> yeah i liked how uh there how, early ones, how, yes i liked how carrie opened with you might have bad internet out there so you're we were having this chat before of who or who lives closer to town and carrie had said that well do what town db like what town are we talking here <laughs> so what uh how okay cool, carrie how, how much How much property do you have like how where where are you where do you where you live like
5: so i am south of big valley it's the innisfail highway straight east to big valley and then we're about nine miles south and a little bit west we're right on the red deer river valley dinosaur land
0: i may be closer to town center then
5: So, what's your closest town, Ter? Ter?
0: Uh, Witasquin, I'm 15 minutes away.
5: Okay, I'm nine miles from Big Valley, so it's 350 people, and then I'm 30 minutes exactly to Stellar.
0: For the city folk, how how long does nine miles take, Shauna?
5: (laughs) Uh, 12 minutes.
1: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you,
5: you you count
4: Big Valley as a town, Carrie? Yeah. 300 people? Yeah,
0: of course. That's it's a, a town. Village. Well, a village, but Yeah. Is that... what, what's what's
4: yeah. what's in
5: Big Valley?
0: They have a school.
5: <laughs> we have a boardwalk, we have a grain elevator, we have the old train station, we have a old train roundhouse. The old St. Edmunds Blue Church. Lots of ball diamonds. Tim, aren't you coming on Friday to play ball?
2: I don't play Terry? ball. I'm just I'm just there. No. On the on the one tournament. I'm just There.
5: Yeah. <laughs> All right. <laughs> anyway, there's lots of lots of lots to do in Big Valley.
4: Robert says there's a bar, so it's that's a bar. good enough for me.
5: Now, there is. Is, yeah. is that where there is the
3: Big Valley Jamboree is? Like, that's kind of a dumb question, right? No, no. it's not. No, <laughs> so it's, it's not cam- So it's, it's in, not in, it's such cameras. a dumb question. Oh, okay. it's, in cameras, okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. it's just the name of calling it it's the not. Big Valley
5: Jamboree. Uh, so... The bi- oh, no. So coincidence being, um, I was living in Calgary and can't, can can you hear me now? Sorry. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, You're good. good. I was living in Calgary and I with a boyfriend and the very first big valley jamboree was, uh, Brian Adams, Sas Jordan, Steve Miller. And it was literally five miles South of my farm where I live now. And then, uh, The next year, it moved to Camrose because the snowstorm wrecked all the county roads.
3: Gotcha. And that's the same place they would do the Stage 13. Right? No. Well,
5: yeah, up in Camrose now.
3: Yeah.
0: Yeah. 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 The alternative rock concert or what punk concert, whatever you want to call it. Yeah, they ran it in Camrose. Yes. She long, she's long gone though. Yeah.
4: Yes. Yeah. When when was stage thirteen? That would have been something right up my alley, and I, I don't remember it. So.
3: I but... uh, I did a few stage thirteens, and they were fun, like camping out there and staying overnight. And my brother lived in Camrose too for one year. And went okay. there. I can't remember the bands. Maybe Tragically Hip, or I'm sure Nickelback at the time was the go-to. Or there was lots of all-day bands, and it was just. <laughs> there was one day it was just muddy and rainy as heck, and the the parking lot was just full of mud. I'm sure that's the same as what
5: mm-hmm.
3: the Big Valley would be like if it was raining. Party's still going. It's even better that way, yep. right? You had said, Shauna, the ball tournaments are back on. I
5: don't know what it is looks like. Yes, there's one this weekend. Are you that's a big ball nice. player?
4: Do you play a lot of ball?
5: Um, I used to be.
4: I used to be
0: <laughs> not so much anymore.
4: You, you were saying earlier, you're, you're Hard going on. to golf
5: nowadays. That's right. Golf and bowling.
4: <laughs> where, where have you been golfing the summer so far?
5: All over central Alberta. We were just at Wolf Creek on uh, Friday. Four girls had a great day. From Heller Lots Golf oh, Beds and Back North of Stuttler.
4: Do you have a favorite golf course?
5: Innisfail. Okay.
0: You hear that a lot from uh the red deer guys and I'm ladies the- down there. No worries, Shauna. Yeah. Um that yeah, Innisfail is one of the best courses around okay. and everybody loves playing it.
4: You may have to make a 5 pin U trip down there.
5: It's just so mature and just so real.
4: Yeah. Mature doesn't work for me.
5: (laughs) Doesn't work real well for me either.
3: (laughs) (laughs) And you were saying you're going on a five-day golfing trip here soon.
5: I am. I leave on Wednesday. We're going out to Radium.
4: Nice. Nice.
3: Beautiful golf courses yeah. out there.
5: Very much so, yes.
3: What's your strong point of your game? The drive, the short game, the chipping, or putting?
5: Putting. Statistics show it's putting.
0: <laughs> See, Dexter? Statistics, bud. <laughs>
1: <laughs> All about it. All about it. <laughs>
5: I'm well, guys, they buddies. really don't lie. They really <laughs> don't lie, guys.
4: Chris, I can throw a club off a cliff anywhere. I will find one, don't worry. <laughs> <laughs> it was one time, and it was awesome.
3: <laughs> <laughs> well, should we chat some bowling there, crew? Yeah, it's yeah. cool.
4: Yeah, I think so. Sure.
3: Where did it all begin, Miss Shauna? Where did you, yeah?
5: Well, it began when I was born, I think, out of Diane Plouffe theory. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Jeez, and that's, that's where it began. It... No, um, you know, stories be. Sorry story's been told that uh mom used to take us 10 pin bowling in calgary and then we moved up to Fort st john my dad was in the oil patch and uh mom started a adult league up there got really good i kind of did a little bit of ybc here and there and i didn't really start getting competitive though until i started working at heartland bowl and stellar
4: mm. when did you start working there
5: I want to say like 98 or 99.
4: Okay. Hmm. I actually had no idea you worked there. That's really cool.
5: Yeah, I worked there when uh, uh, Heinrich still owned it. Do you remember Ron Heinrich? Marty Heinrich? No. No. No, no. Yeah, they were the owners prior to Robert buying it actually. Hmm.
3: Okay. Hmm. That's awesome. (laughs) Now, you also bowled at uh, Claiborne Lanes, we see here, in Calgary for a little while, too. Is that right?
5: So, we moved back to Calgary in my final year high school, grade 12, and mom was playing, I believe, the Thursday Night League at Claiborne, and I just joined her team and bowled for one season there, and Yeah, Jen Marshall, Pam Marshall, Derek Holmes' family. Oh, uh, uh, Don Marshall. Like, I got to know Don really well then. Beverly Magnus was working there.
3: I don't remember a lot about Claiborne Lanes. Like, Tom worked there for a little while too, right? Mm -hmm.
1: Yeah.
5: And then uh, I moved away to college in 94. Oops, sorry, Dara
0: all good shauna keep talking away we'll we'll talk around you
5: yeah. oh man <laughs> okay i'm sorry daryl
3: no you're all good shauna all good repeat just yourself Daryl.
5: i can hear you again
3: um what was i what did i say something about
0: clayburn about say. tom
5: working. Oh,
3: in... <laughs> yeah i don't I, I don't remember a lot about clayburn and tom mm-hmm. working there and different tournaments and stuff like that but i remember like where was it in calgary do you remember guys uh it was in north end wasn't
5: 52nd it? street and 17th ave no the southeast side right like okay. the same road as uh, paradise Seventeenth, but Fifty Second Street, just off the corner there.
0: Right. They used to run a scrap an eight game scratch tournament there, just total pinfall. Um, we went and played it a few years, kind of when I first joined adults, like two thousand one, two thousand two, kind of area. It's pretty pretty good turnout for that tournament, I'm pretty sure.
4: Yeah, I think we only ever yeah. played there one time when we were like ten years old. I think just to go down and visit Tom and practice. So that would have been 2001 as well. We were 10, Kerry. Right. <laughs> no. No, we were 13 in 2000. <laughs> no.
3: I don't know. So, My math is bad. Quit so I, mean, I said
4: earlier about math.
3: <laughs> <laughs> that, that's why you don't understand the numbers.
4: Yeah, 100%. 100%. <laughs> uh, did, you, uh, did you play YBC at all, Shauna, or anything like that? <laughs>
5: I played YBC like I want to say maybe total five years up in Fort Saint John, and other than that, no, I didn't.
4: Fair enough. Did was there a, was there a decent like YBC program up there?
5: Basically, it... absolutely, absolutely, great coaching. Do any of you remember um, Kyle Parker?
2: Hmm. He was uh, yes. Ca- Kyle won, Do you remember uh, Kyle he,
5: Parker, guys?
2: Yeah, Kyle. He owned, or uh, didn't he own or run? Um, he owned uh, PG for a little bit, I think. The Black Diamond Prince lanes, George. And, yeah, and he also was out of Calgary for a bit, I believe, too. And I think he won Paradise or, or, or so he won a, a cash tournament. I think I believe maybe right. um, KG. I believe I think he did at one point. Yeah.
5: Right. So I I bowled with Island. He was a couple years older than me, but I remember always watching him thinking, God, if I could bowl like that. So he's kind of one that I, besides my mother, that I wanted to emulate, right?
3: Hmm. Nice. So tell us more about your mom. Obviously, um, she had a big influence on your bowling time and bowling career. Tell us a little bit more about her and and what, what some of the accomplishments she maybe had on you.
0: Were you able to hear DB, Shauna? Sorry. my crackling up on
5: her. Oh, my mom was a fabulous bowler. I'm sure if she put shoes on today, she would kick my ass royally still. <laughs> Did that come through, guys? Yes. You bet. Yeah. You bet. Yeah. The
0: delay is just getting a little bit longer. We might have to reset you here soon, Shauna. Or, or I, just I'm so on, sorry guys. Talking. My
5: Wi Fi no. is really awful at the moment. Or
3: or just we know that we take a bit of time, Shauna, so just keep on talking through when somebody says something quick. Just keep on telling the good story about, you know, your mom or, I or just, some of her things like that. Just do it that I way.
5: just I'm so sorry, I don't know what to do. <laughs>
0: yeah, nothing you no, can do. do worry okay. about it. Okay.
4: <laughs> so yeah, let's let's hear about your mom. what, what so uh we see here that uh your mom was the nineteen eighty eight c five open single champion that's amazing okay that is yeah alrighty talk a little bit about your mom
5: okay okay so so um yeah Uh, She's just a wonderful lady. If I could be half the woman that she is, I am a complete human being, I feel right. And I can see the stress in Carrie's eyes. Um, (laughs) (laughs) She's coached me in volleyball. She's coached me in golfing. She's coached me in bowling, baseball. I mean, the list just goes on and on.
4: So she was just a, a phenomenal athlete all around.
5: That's right, that's right. And uh, when she won in Hall Quebec, she was actually in a really, really deep match with Diane Violini. She needed a strike, apparently the last frame, to win by, by 17, and she got the strike, but turned around with her heel and fouled to win by two, apparently is the story. Wow. That's yeah. Crazy. Incredible. I'm pretty sure that's how the story goes, guys, but ended up winning by two. but was so elated to get that strike. Right. But then almost lose it by fouling.
3: We crazy. need we need Don Sim to verify this
5: story. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Right? 10%. Yeah. Has I, that ever... I'm sure that's how it went, guys.
4: And that that was when she was when she was still living or you guys were still living on print or Fort St. John.
5: That's correct. We moved the year after. And then she spent some time in Calgary with Masters in the Open.
3: Okay. So Don is there verifying he she won by 4 because yes. Diane Violini t- turned around and fouled or oh, other way around. No. Other way
0: around.
5: Other way around, my mom did.
0: Your mom fouled. Almost lost, but she ended up winning by four. Oh, Oh. but she still won. So she was up by
3: 19. Or whatever.
5: Yes. Was this on the last ball of the game? Yes, man. For the gold medal for singles. Like the
3: last ball of the game, right? Isn't that when you want somebody to to foul, right? (laughs) Kinda. (laughs) Um, Well,
5: that would... That would be typical of me.
1: <laughs> wow!
5: Yeah, good story, man.
1: I like.
3: Steve anyway, Barker's she's comment. my
5: hero. Always has been. What was that one?
3: Another reason to change the penalty for <laughs> fouls. I remember. Oh. Didn't Barker talk about this on his yes, podcast about yeah. something? Yeah. And remind me quickly what it was, and then we'll. talk He, more. he said
0: it. He was. Saying it should be scored like ten pin, where if you foul, it's a zero instead of a negative fifteen. Oh. A lost ball, I guess you would call it. Right.
4: Yeah. Right. But that that actually could hurt more too, right? Because if that's that's the first ball in ten on a on a spare and you foul, you know, but throw the strike, you get zero, twice. Tough luck. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Oh, it, it's better yeah,
0: than being yeah. negative, right? Okay, but. Yeah.
4: Is it is it though because? But guys, it wasn't like 10, she. So yeah, if you throw the strike at ten on a spare, I mean yeah, that's a net zero, but only once, right? Because you you get the fifteen and nine, the extra fifteen and nine, but you know negative fifteen for your first ball in ten. But if you get the zero, then you only get fifteen, and you already lose, you know, your first ball in ten too.
0: Yeah, but if you shut somebody out and you have to finish the match why should there be a penalty when you've already won like why why negatively affect the outcome of the match when literally you could just walk away but because of the rules of c5 or whatever you have to finish the match it's absolutely retarded
4: but 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 there's a big difference between the first ball and ten and the third ball and ten as to what what that zero ball for sure
0: it's still a penalty and it should be a penalty i just think the when you've locked the person out why is there a possibility that negative 15 could lose the match like that shouldn't even be an option it should be the match is over let it be what it is right but that's my that's my opinion and obviously there's there's strong opinions the opposite way right
5: Well, and let's not forget, guys, she'd already delivered the ball. She was, had delivered the ball, was behind the line, but she, she turned her foot in excitement and the heel went over. So all she was yeah, doing was turning hilarious. around but went over the foul line. Yeah. yeah.
3: Is that still a foul by today's standards, or does the ball have to hit the pins before it's a foul? Right. What, what?
0: Still a foul from my knowledge. Right. Yeah, hey, rule book corner.
5: <laughs>
4: okay don't don't quote me on this because still um, foul yeah i'm pretty sure until you come back well, the approach is still, still
3: considered part
2: yeah.
4: of your it is yes yeah, yeah. like what
3: it, like if you're in your motion you hold your shot right and you're staying there it hits the pins does the whole thing shield is coming down i then turn do the back heel on the foul line before I've come back to the approach—is that still a foul?
2: Yes, it is. Yeah. Shut up. Yes, it is.
0: <laughs>
3: really?
2: Yeah, yeah, it is. Yeah.
0: We're—we're we're gonna hear from a, a certain director <laughs> after this podcast about this.
4: He—he he will absolutely let us know for, for sure. <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs>
3: And that's why I say, just, what is okay? Explain why is this? Why, maybe there's something needs to be changed about the whole foul policy. I think that we need to call some sort of a investigation into the
1: foul policy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if you
5: land over the line and still throw a strike, frick, you're amazing. Yeah.
2: If you think about it, you can throw the ball five feet from the from the from the pins and get a foul every single time. But I mean, I mean, you can throw a perfect game that way and still have a pretty good score.
0: Two eighty, right, or whatever it works out to be. But yeah. that that's the thing that's wrong with 300, it, right? Three hundred, yeah, 300. Yeah, but that that's the thing that's wrong with that. 200. You shouldn't be able to do that. So why is that a thing? And then, like Adam said, you throw from that. the back of the approach. Yeah, but you can still, isn't a technical foul still minus 15, right? It's not, you guys might but, have to quote me on so, or figure no, that I mean, out. But I, I don't you're think you're there's
4: any, to. there's no foul for that. Oh, okay. I don't, I don't think there'd be a foul yeah. for that. So the definition of a foul is a foul is committed when any part of the uh, bowlers person comes in contact with a lane bed foul line channels, ball return, or portion of the equipment or building uh, which are on line with or extend beyond the foul line during or after the act of delivering a ball, providing that the ball is released. So it's the during or after the act of delivering a ball that still makes it a foul. Even,
1: Even after?
3: Though, why does yeah, it matter about after? If I've delivered the ball, why does it matter now? Why can't I deliver the ball and I'm <laughs> going to go
4: through my, my guess, My guess is just so that... Uh, <laughs> It's it's clear black and white. You can't judge whether it was never. while it was happening or after it was happening. Sure, it's fair. just
3: yeah, fair.
4: yeah. It it's just impossible to see. So. Never.
3: You're never allowed to cross the foul line. That's just don't cross the foul line. Fair.
4: Yeah. I often thought about just taking, you know, you know, walking out thirty five feet and just throwing it at the pins from there and take my my automatic three hundred. <laughs> you know <laughs> you, you,
2: you, you,
4: you get a lot of punches yeah. yeah yeah
3: what like what at what point does it become a disqualification like are you go a master's tournament here let's like i'm gonna go next year for the masters and i'm gonna go throw every game walk up to the middle <laughs> of the lane and i'm gonna throw the ball from five feet in front of the pins
4: yeah, I think there's a sportsmanship side of it too, and I think sure. that's I think that's where you can get tossed. <laughs> sure. maybe
3: maybe I should have used the Masters as an example. Maybe I should have said League Night. League, I'm going to average 300 next year, right? Yeah. Right. No one. Right. But anyways, it's okay. We're go- we're getting off. League
5: here. League would be a better example than the children.
3: <laughs> anyways, <laughs> let's chat. When when did Shauna get? competitive in bowling when did you start to see tournaments happen when did you want to start competing and and playing obviously you talked about working at stetler but um you know what was what was the trigger moment for you
5: uh, well just working at heartland bowl anytime it wasn't busy i would just go throw and pretty soon i was consistently throwing 250 and my mom's like you know you could probably compete with the central team. Why don't you try out for the open? In that first year I made the mixed team and I've sort of never looked back. But I just, you know, just having that time to work on certain things, uh, I just, you know, I got up there in average and I thought, time to go. I went and got my level one masters and tried out for masters in 05 and made that team first time, so that was about the story and just it all coming together, so to speak, right?
3: And then getting into the family of the Alberta five pin and playing at some of these provincial tournaments and just never wanting to miss an event, whether you're mixed or or ladies, um, can you remember some of the teammates and some of the the places you played in the early years of open qualifying? Yeah, I think you're on 20, 20 different teams, right? For the open contingent, for central, pretty solid numbers. Yeah.
5: Well, yeah, I've been on 20, I think it's pretty close to 20 different teams with Central now. Um, every year, there's always a consistent factor there, like the Nancys, the Rhonda Barbers, the, you know, one year we had Chantal Zuch. I cannot say enough about Holly, Holly Warner and Jenny. And like, there's just been so many great women in Central Alberta. We've just never had that act. You know what I mean? Like, we, we need that six pack. Yeah, totally. I,
4: I, I always thought you guys
2: were like, you look so... at our
5: cent.
1: Okay. No, keep going.
5: Yeah. Um, like we look at our central men, right? Like you can take eight out of our eight top central men and they're all probably within the top 20 in Canada. Like, that central men's team, they compete, whereas our Alberta, our, our central ladies, we are just always, we're so close yet so far.
2: Mm-hmm. I I think yeah. I've always said all you guys need is honestly just one win, and I think you guys, you, and you guys are fully capable of doing it. And all of a sudden, I think it just it becomes just a coaster rollerco- mm-hmm. Just becomes easy after that. I think you know you guys have all the talent in the world for the ladies. Um, you guys have been close for so long. I feel, and especially on the last day, and I think you just need this, just that one win. And I think it just kind of just spitballs, and I think that's um, or not spitballs, but it just goes snowballs, right? snowballs. Snowballs. That's, snowballs. That's yeah, yeah. Thank God, I thank God I, you can't screenshot that, but uh, <laughs> but, it, but it just it's it snowballs right, and I I think that's where you guys are at right now. You guys are so close. You guys have well, a lot of talent.
5: I've been to seven Masters Nationals.
1: Yeah. Oops. No, nope, nope,
5: nope, go nope, ahead, Sean. Nope. Yeah. yeah. Keep going. Darn Wi-Fi. <laughs> well, I've been to seven Masters Nationals, guys, and I have never been to an Open National. Ever. So when we so talk, to So it's kind you of crazy. Guests... 20 years, and I've supported, you know, so I would like to go one day. Yeah.
1: yeah,
4: absolutely.
3: So when we ask that question about the bucket list and what do you want to accomplish, and so the making an open nationals mm-hmm. would be would be the dream, obviously, or the one of the things to tick off, right, Shauna?
5: Absolutely, it's on my bucket list. You know, I don't really. It would be nice to have something singles. I don't have anything singles, but I'm. If, if you know me really, really well, I am a team player. I'm not saying I wouldn't like to have that single title, but I strive to bring out greatness in a, in, a, in a good team, a poor team, any team. I strive for that.
4: Absolutely, that, that, that does not surprise me one bit at all. Just definitely who you are as a person. I'm just a super yeah. supportive human being. and um, That's right. Yeah. Being uh, being on a team is, you know, way better for those type of people, for sure.
5: Now, That's do we right. think yeah. you've, I was definitely... you've got. No, go ahead, Daryl.
3: Now, do you think that you've got uh, Jennifer Baker there and Stetler, I believe, right? That certainly adds a level of compete in in central for sure. That's, that's being looked at for sure.
5: You know, I have been begging bakes for, oh gosh, since she's moved back from Newfoundland, moved to central Alberta, moved to central Alberta and it's happened. So look out ladies, we're coming for Mm (laughs) you.
0: Yeah. Like Shawna, you're kind of explaining there, you, you have all those core ladies that are, very talented and stuff like that. Now you have a steadfast, nat- proven national champion being added to that mix. That's got to be um, uplifting and knowing that you're going to have that extra player that you can rely on. And that must, like, to me, I think all the ladies would be coming out just for a chance to be on that that team to really compete at provincials for sure. And if not nationals, right?
5: Watch, it'll be the one year I don't make it. <laughs> but I, I, th- I think
4: you're right, Kerry. You know, having something like that, you talk about needing that one last piece. I mean, Baker is probably the best one last piece you could ask for. But you'll, you'll also probably see a definite increase in numbers, right? Because you know that that team is going to be a solid team to compete with. And then all of a sudden, you might get people a little bit more you know willing to come out and try worried Uh, people that well yeah yeah but i mean it's in in edmonton you know what it's hard to make a team in edmonton um but you know that when you make a team you have a legitimate chance of winning every time that you you do make that team right and i think that that's that's better in a way so I, you'll see the same thing in Central with the ladies, uh, them coming out to try to compete. You might have way more numbers, it may be way harder to make a team, but when you do make that team, that team is going to be way better. So I, I I think that's great. And you know what? Those people who are kind of you know toss it up every year, it's like ah, I might play this year, I might not play this year. Um, they may make it a priority and you, you know bring people like Stacy Miller back in there and you know throwing you know mm-hmm. a- Ashley Irat. You know, those sort of people that Mm -hmm. may not play all that often, you might see them start coming out again, which would be
1: great.
5: Sort of the missing links, right?
1: Mm Mm-hmm.
3: Yeah. Absolutely. I heard that uh, Bonnie McDonald was also considering a move to Central. I'm just starting rumors there, guys. That's just. <laughs> <saying>. <laughs> I was I was like, what? like, wow! Really?
1: <laughs> <laughs>
3: <laughs> Can you imagine? Now all of a sudden, it's like, boom, boom, boom. Yeah. She
4: she she won't pick up all those pigs and move them. <laughs> she, right. she those <laughs> pigs are at home.
1: Yeah. yeah.
5: I would take I would take in a heartbeat too. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I would take her in a heartbeat as well. Yep.
3: But that's a good segue to obviously is Masters, right? And that's where you can go play at Masters is by having people from different zones across the the province to come together and play um, and get a chance to play with Bonnie McDonald. And obviously Shauna, now you get to go and play with some of the the higher end uh, ladies across the province. So um, how many, did, did you start playing Masters early on to try to qualify? I know you've made seven nationals, which is awesome. But when was your first one that you made Masters?
5: So I took my level one masters in, um, four, like I want to say March of 04 and I tried out for masters, the 0405 season and I made the team.
4: Awesome. (laughs) First crack.
5: And the first one was in the first one was in red deer. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Nice.
5: It makes it
4: easier. Yeah, exactly. Here, you know, I don't It's know. The, getting the, the really
5: bad. I care.
0: Of... No, you're not bad. You're you're alright.
4: <laughs> yeah, you're the best part of nationals is like you know you know the getaway with your team. And I I think playing at home would be great, but having your first nationals oh, gosh, at home is boys,
5: of... it's bad. Oh
3: no. <laughs> it might be getting worse on her her side too.
5: Yeah.
0: Shauna, if you're willing to, what you can do is log out of the iPad, close the browser or whatever, and then come back in and we'll bring you back in. and It should be a lot better. Is that better? Any better, guys? It's good on our side. Just the delay is getting a little long. So that would be one way to fix it. Which? By by closing out of your... uh, out of Streamyard, shut your iPad down or whatever device you're using. Restart it and then so, um, come back.
5: Masters and- huh. that first year.
3: <laughs> yeah, who was on your team the first year of Masters?
5: Oh, okay. Close out. <laughs> Maybe this. Is it was be the best one of- in history. Who, was, Who it? was it? Who was on that team? It was. It was fabulous. Um, so we had Michelle Gardner, Christine Wren, Jen Marshall, Tracy Smith, and myself.
4: That's that's awesome.
5: And so the, and so Mike Violini was our coach. Actually, no, I think Diane was diane violini on there sorry i think it was diane violini i don't remember anyway mike violini was a coach and the very last day we had to win two points our final game i think michelle gardner or christine wren was lead and i was playing second and christine our lead or michelle got their point but third fourth or fifth wasn't wasn't close to their point so to win we needed my point and i struck out and jumped my Violini in the in the pit it was so priceless like jumped the poor man
3: (laughs) (laughs) and and you won masters nationals
5: yes man
3: that's awesome
4: those are the moments we live for, right? Right there.
5: And I've never That's right. That's right. And I've never pulled good at Masters since.
4: <laughs> <laughs> okay, that cannot be true considering you've been a, ma- a a national champion 4 times.
5: No, but what we know is 7 and 1 wins every damn tournament out there, right boys?
4: Yeah. <laughs> that that that, that's fair but i I don't know i'm gonna i'm gonna disagree with you regardless because i i just don't think that that's mathematically possible and as we all know i'm all about the math today and (laughs) (laughs) and two there's so much more to like winning nationals than just the bowling too and as we've talked a whole bunch of times it's about that's right attitude and being a good teammate the team like that yeah, and and if you're struggling, that's right. As long as you're a good teammate, you can make up for that. So, yeah.
5: Well, and again, seven and one wins those tournaments all the time. And as we'll discuss further in this conversation, hopefully, one at, at some point next, I do I bowl really, really well out of Alberta houses, but I get to nationals in these houses that are mm-hmm. just a little different than what I'm used to. I really struggle and the statistics don't lie. I don't average well outside of Alberta.
4: Yep, yeah, that, right? that's totally fair.
5: So let's go yeah, there, Shana, I and tell still, us more. You know, with, yeah.
3: yeah. Let's go there, tell us more about why well, is that? They, they oil the lanes differently, or it's just a comfort level, or, or is there something that you could put your finger on, what it is?
5: You know what, Beryl, it just all comes down to conditioning. I truly believe it. I can walk into any national, throw my first practice ball, and know I'm just gonna struggle. Hmm. Yeah,
4: you're, you're right. You're,
5: and then it starts to get in your head and it mentally and physically starts to wear on you.
4: Yeah, your, your shot requires a fair amount of oil, or at least uh, the new synthetic lanes, you know, the newer synthetic lanes run Shoot. naturally straighter, even without the oil on it. Um, so I, I understand what you're saying. Western Canada, you know, there's definitely a fair amount of oil on the lanes for sure. We uh, we try to get a little bit of movement, but there's still, you know, a fair amount of oil. But as soon as you start going further east, especially in the summertime for nationals, you start seeing oil start to dry out or evaporate while you're out there or you're on wood lanes and. The humidity makes a big difference, and yeah, I, I totally understand. As soon as that oil starts to disappear, it changes your shot. We've talked a lot about, you know, ball changes and stuff like that, right. you and I, and I think that's something that, you know, we can all work on, and, you know, a lot of people poo-poo, like, the ball change sort of thing, but for someone like yourself, I think a ball change is a, a really beneficial adjustment for you.
5: The thing is, is I've tried them all, Dexter. Like I've taken every sort of ball imaginable and it is no different. Honestly to goodness. I really find the old Brunswick stripe balls are the ones that carry the straightest line for me. Yeah, that's that's
4: totally
3: fair.
4: Yeah. Because
3: right? <clears throat> we're your know, regular it's a big backup, right? Mm-hmm. A big Oh a, a good Sorry backup. guys.
1: Haunted. <laughs> <laughs> oh,
5: Big backup. Big backup. Yes. Yeah.
3: So what types of things do you do knowing yes. that as soon as you go into a center and Oh my
5: goodness. Okay. Hold on boys, I'm losing. <laughs> <that>. <laughs>
3: So let, let's, can, how can you hear it now? Shauna, any any better? So maybe you guys let me know or, or talk about um, what kind of things could you suggest? I can hear
5: you.
1: Hmm.
4: Okay. So, so Shauna, when it, when it goes into those situations, what kind of adjustments do you tend to try to make when you have to try to adjust to this?
5: Typically, you got to control that first step, and the harder you try to push to the line, the more that becomes so inconsistent. And we know that the the name of the game of bowling is repetition.
4: Yeah, absolutely.
5: Right? Trying to replicate that great shot. And so, I don't know, guys. It's just a matter of sometimes looking at something different as well, right? Mm-hmm.
4: Yeah, trying to pick like a, a different target on the lanes or anything like that. You know, straighten out that line a little bit or, you know, give your line a little bit more time to move back into the middle. Um, yeah, good adjustments for sure. If I were you, I would like personally, I would try to move to the right as far as I could. For sure, to try to straighten that ball out by the time it gets to the middle. Um that's that's probably your, your best adjustment and then just kinda Yeah go with it from there.
3: Yeah, exactly. Make those make a few moves. I've stood there
5: my whole life. Yep. <laughs> right side. Yeah, but, but
4: for for your shot that makes absolute perfect sense. If you tried to play left side, you would never carry a right corner mm-hmm. if your life depended on it.
5: Well, I don't carry a corner for my life depending on it anyway. I'm the no, I'm the queen of no tap for sure. <laughs> <Fair>. <laughs> I seem to recall
3: Stetler having a no-tap tournament, yeah. do they not? And a nice nice good turnout there, and I think you've I've seen you on the leaderboard a few times. That's a fun tournament.
5: Yeah, I've won that a couple times in a, you know, year after year.
3: <laughs> you know the lanes well, obviously.
5: Well, it's about the only place I throw 450s is no-tap games, so I've thrown a couple of them there.
1: <laughs>
4: I don't think I've thrown a perfect game no-tap either, so you're, you're way up on me. <laughs> no no-taps, no no-tap no, no perfect games, no real perfect games, way ahead of me.
3: now we're frozen
5: I honestly think if I could play no top against you boys and you had to play real bowling I could whoop your all your asses
4: <laughs> guaranteed you're probably far more consistent than I am that's for sure <laughs>
0: Somebody watching Netflix there, Shauna, what's going on? Your delay's getting worse.
3: <laughs> Tell everybody to turn off their devices. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's your son, maybe maybe on gaming or something, hey?
0: Rowan, yeah. 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 Well, I do believe we may have lost her. Oh. Oh, just resetting, maybe that'll work. But I do want to get back to
3: her masters accomplishments. Obviously, this is a big topic for her, and she's done quite well. I mean, yeah. Tim, there's what seven nationals? What were her medal counts there?
2: Yeah, she won a uh, uh, masters national seven times, four times national champion, two times a silver, and one time a bronze. So every time she went nationals, she's she's medaled, right? So that's uh, seven
3: out of seven. Who could who could say they've done that?
2: Yeah. Yep. and that's incredible and you know uh the alberta ladies is not not an easy feat to come out of right so absolutely it, it's, it's a great it's a great accomplishment right so
3: do you have on record who those teams uh were on those tim anywhere not off could you remember now i mean we're looking at it here 2005 2009 national champion right let me pull it up here so and then 2016 national champion, 2017 silver, 2018 national champion, 2019 silver, and mixed even at the beginning of that, 2015 was a bronze. So that's a pretty incredible five-year run. So she's on a five-year stretch here of national medals at Masters, which is incredible. Um, there's aside from the ladies that are on that team, I can't imagine another lady that's on a on a streak like that at the Masters level. Is there? Well, I mean, you still have like Tracy Smith or. Yeah, that's what I said. Or, aside or Jennifer, from the,
2: Jennifer or, yeah. It's really, it's, I mean, it's very few and far
3: between, right? Aside so. those ladies on those teams who's had a better better last five years of Masters of any
5: Nationals.
0: Right.
3: It's a, it's a pretty solid stretch.
0: Can you hear us now, Shauna?
5: I can hear you.
0: Perfect. Well, we perfect. can hear you, so we're good. <laughs>
5: there we go. Okay, perfect. <laughs> Yes, boys, that was an incredible stretch.
0: Yeah, we were just stating while you were gone there for a second that uh, qualified seven times for the Alberta national team and you've medaled in all seven appearances. That's uh, pretty incredible. Um, I doubt there's too many um, ladies or men that have qualified that amount of times and medaled that amount of times, right? There's a – there's Probably plenty of people that have gone to five, six, seven, eight, nine nationals, but I highly doubt they national they medaled every time. It's pretty cool. There needs to be.
5: Thank you.
3: There needs to be a stat of percentage of medals, right? We see the on base percentage. <laughs> Who's the stat? There's a stat request of the week. What's the percentage There's of a medals? Stat. Um, (laughs) across that you had to make a minimum of five national championships and what's your percentage of meddling at there and maybe there's a higher percentage for gold versus silver versus bronze and maybe there's a point system tim you're on these the point system for for these things i
2: I honestly i well it sounds like something dexter should be up right now for today's today's thing dexter's with his math thing going on today. You're the bowling history guy. That's on yeah. you.
4: That's on <laughs> you. <laughs>
2: yeah, I, I, think, I think it'd be kind of cool to have, have all that kind of stuff all sorted out, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I You know what? Looking back at it, it'd be a lot easier if they started it off from day one instead of trying to do it now. Trying to, yeah,
0: go backwards, right?
2: Oh, it's brutal, yeah
0: um shauna so let let's go to um you're a huge proponent of the wcbt you're um constantly promoting ladies bowling especially on the cash side and all that stuff take us through um your cash career um on the wcbt or even before that um i know you you always competed quite a bit so let us know how that's all gone
5: Oh, I've always wanted to play the cash tournaments because I get to be near you guys, right?
1: <laughs> it was
5: never about the bowling, ever. Ever ever ever.
1: It
4: it should be though because I can guarantee you can kick all our asses. You should go out there and wanting to just well, to stomp teams, to- right? <laughs>
5: Well, funny story, Dexter, at the autumn celebration that we just had in October at Paradise, I made it to Sunday, and I was super, super proud. And I had a conversation with Baker after the day on Sunday. But in the Sunday, I walked in and I said, there's three people I want to beat. I want to beat Brian Hurst. I want to beat Kevin Holdsworth. And I'm really, really sorry Dexter Wiseman but I want to kick Dexter Wiseman's ass
4: absolutely
5: and I walked in there and I beat all three of you I was solid everything and I said to Baker later why did I not why that Sunday morning in my mindset did I not say walk in and kick 16 people in the ass because I think Mm -hmm. I could have did it no I set my heart on three people people three people Hey,
2: Shauna, oh, so at the autumn celebration, uh, you were there for Dexter's shirt issue. Yes, love. Yeah, the, do the you wardrobe expl- malfunction. Yeah, well, what
4: happened there? <laughs> <Huh>. <laughs> the, the wardrobe malfunction was. Great. I think
5: I think Dexter was looking for a little love. <laughs> <laughs>
4: Uh, that's funny. No, my belly needed to breathe. That's all. It just needed to breathe.
5: Apparently that happens lots when you've been drinking.
4: Uh, uh, yeah, I guess twice now. But the the first time I pulled down so it ripped this way. So I thought I was safe just tugging in the middle and then I just made a big smiley face on my belly. It was great. And the funny thing about the whole thing, Shauna, was I was walking around talking with everybody and, like, nobody even made a comment. They just acted like nothing was <laughs> happening. And I'm sitting there with my belly hanging out, just chatting with them, drinking away, and they're just making real solid eye contact the whole time.
3: <laughs> <laughs> Don't look down.
5: Yeah. <laughs> Whatever. You were doing the belly the belly dance in front of our girls there that day, too. <laughs>
4: I'm, I'm, I'm sure I
5: was. <laughs> <laughs>
4: <laughs> that was a good time. That was the last actual <laughs> tournament we really had, and it was awesome.
5: It was. I miss it a ton, boys. I miss it a ton. There was it, one year at the Heritage Open that Aaron... Aaron Arndt shot like 2211 and I shot 2206. We were 1-2 to make the cut for Sunday, and then I think I shit the bed that day.
1: Hmm. hmm.
4: That's awesome.
5: Hmm.
3: Now, what is, is it? Yeah, and I'm not set? sure
5: if Tim got the tech. Ta- Oops.
1: Nope.
5: Yes. No. Yes, Daryl. It's my mindset.
3: Yeah, is that that's what's changed over the last few years when you come in to compete? Do you play on a Friday qualifying shift or a Saturday, Sunday, or um, what's your game plan typically going into a tour event now?
5: <sighs> to show up and play, be repetitive, throw good repetitive shots, like find something right, but be fun. <laughs>
4: Yeah, that that's a good mindset to have. If do you guys remember Grand money... Prairie?
5: Oh yeah, Grand Prairie. Yeah, that was, that was a lot of fun. Do you remember? Do you remember bowling at Grand Prairie? Yeah, yeah, I bowled well.
0: I feel like I like, don't remember. I, so
5: either? my, oh, yeah, I don't think. No, I okay, and um, I'm not sure, but anyway, I just remember that my mindset there. At Open Provincials, was aim for the left deuce, aim for the left deuce, and every time I'd get a stroke like nobody plays those kind of lines, guys. It was that awful,
1: yeah,
2: yeah. Out of uh, out of 36, or is it how many people play on a team? Six times five. So, out of, uh, out of 30 players participating on a team. For the whatever, for the each division, about twenty five of them were struggling up up north there. Uh, It was it was astronomically tough up there. So really, um, yeah. Now Gerald's up there and it's a lot better, but uh, the pinfalls were bad. Uh, Like there was holes in the lanes, and it was just it was so bad up there, and um, approaches were heavy, and it was just you know what the center was like clean and everything. They tried there was nothing. It was just. Yeah, it was just it was bre- they were just new to it, right? So um, uh, Gerald, since taking over, it, it done immense work to it. But it was it was really tough up there, and it was uh, I found it was a lot of fun. I mean, I played well, but it was it was a lot different to play, right? So it was a lot different. By, to
0: play. Yeah, by play well, which, my, what do you mean? Like my whole two, point, two thirty something.
2: I I, I played this way. I made all I made like third on the all star team with a two forty average. Yeah, that's what I figured. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> right. It, it, that's incredible for for Alberta bowling. Two forty, and you're third on the all star team.
3: That's got to be incredibly hard to play that whole weekend and just grind it out. Well, knowing I... That you're there for four days to play this tournament and yeah. having to like, oh, it, a it grind a two thirty win like.
2: And if you know the Edmonton team, like it's so bad they put me anchor and put Weber third. Like it was, it was so, it was bad. And Heller was ahead of me, and he was getting frustrated. I was like, and Shauna can attest, and maybe this is what we can talk about with uh, Shauna, maybe what she was talking about. I would say to uh, Shauna, I was like, 28 count, 28 count all day, 28 count, because he was burning corners all day, right? I was like, pick up your corner, 28 count, 28 count. And one, one game he had nine corners, wow. right? And he picked them all up, right? Oh, but that, yeah. that's That's how he had to oh, play yeah. up there. Yeah, It was like 28 count, right? Did I keep your well, on your
5: that, that was the whole that was the whole point to my to the story of Grand Prairie was the mindset. I just knew that I had to stay focused on that one spot. and it was so tough that that focus almost made me bowl better. I made the All-Star team that year too, but when I walk into like Paradise or to Sherwood Bowl when these lanes are just perfectly conditioned, you almost get complacent sometimes too, right? Yeah,
3: so you, get, you get used to the
5: throwing. Oh, these are perfect conditions, be. right? The, so how, the expectations right. Yeah. These sort are perfect of conditions. I Have no problem throwing a strike.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah. So how would you how would you rate Heartland Bull then?
5: Fair. I would rate it very very fair. <laughs> and you know what? You know yeah. what, Robert. Robert is probably one of the most amazing human beings on the planet from his support, his love to his YBC program, his adult leagues, his cash leagues, his tournaments. And he has always had my back and he keeps that place. He keeps that place sort of, I hate to say it, but in conditions that I like, right? Why see somebody struggle? If you keep them dry, everybody struggles. Everybody hates their life. If you oil them conditions, it's fair for everybody.
3: Yep. and isn't isn't that part of maintenance is a regular conditioning cycle? Isn't that what you guys do or is there yeah. or do you before a TPC would you okay, I'm gonna condition them this way or they different way in five pin bowling, is there really a lot of ways to condition them differently? It's more about frequency and timing and all this stuff, right what's the what's the and secret a mouse, sauce
4: for sure. I mean, you know, a five-pin yield yield oil, I mean, typically once a week. If you're in Heritage, you're you're oiling twice a week. Um, But outside of that, yeah, it's typically once a week for the most part. And then you're just trying to put it on a consistent amount of oil every week. It does break down over time. It breaks down less now on synthetic lanes for sure. But, um, yeah, I mean, it's basically, and the amount, you know. In, fi- in, in 10 pin they oil 40 feet out for the most part right carry about 40 feet
0: yeah. out yeah it, and, it ranges from 36 to like 44 or something like that
3: so you there's a machine or something like that is there lots of different types of machines too so a lot of different bowling centers would have a older generation machine versus a newer generation and or you pour yep. it, like maybe you need to do a video one day of teaching us how to how to oil your lane so this is what happens. So, a lot
0: yeah. of the small centers still spray and drag, right? Totally. Yeah, yeah, we we oil by hand. hand. Yeah,
5: yeah, we oil by hand. Spray and
0: drag. Yep.
3: Yeah. How does that yeah. work? What do you mean? You're just using a spray bottle spray or you're and spraying drag. something? No, it's...
5: Spray bottle.
3: Yep. And dragging. them in you know, so I used to work at a bowling alley, but I used to used with to a push giant the broom. broom. We can yeah. still
2: have the same thing, Daryl.
3: <laughs> but it's not oil, though. Yeah. I'm not, I was never oiling it then, no, Tim. I was never spraying something on the lanes and oiling it. You're, oil, you're uh-huh.
0: bringing oil back from the. From down the lane,
1: right?
3: Yeah, yeah. So you we,
4: it. we, yeah, we oil once a week. We oil Thursday mornings, and we oil um, up to the uh, to the arrows in in a pattern of sorts. So we go, you know, from the arrows, we go three squirts, two squirts, three squirts, two squirts, three squirts. So there's a little bit less oil. Oh yeah, I know, very technical, <laughs> but but there's less oil on the outsides. There's a little bit more oil in the middle and uh and then we just drag from the pins back to the foul line so that we're not dragging the oil down the lanes because that way we get a little bit of movement uh, just a little bit of movement if we if you drag the oil the other direction you would bring all the oil all the way down and you would never get any movement ever so
5: unless you throw a giant back up (laughs) right
1: exactly
4: exactly but yeah there there are lots of machines out there but um and we actually have one sitting there that we could test out and try to work on too, but it's honestly probably just as quick for us to manually oil than, than it is to, uh,
3: right. that a machine. Not, yeah. Now just a one man oil or a two man oil, like a, uh, like, you know what I mean? Like you're spraying as Dexter's following along. I want to visualize this here, Dexter. No. I want to know. No. So, or does Dexter do the oiling and, and does anybody inspect and actually watch what he's doing here? Or is he just let him be in charge of the oiling pattern? So,
4: So Tim does most of the oiling unless Tim disappears for the weekend or whatever, then I'll oil but we we've we've used the same pattern for forever and we we just did a little less oil now than we did before but it's it's the same pattern we just make sure to clean the lanes first put the oil down and then drag it back to uh from the foul line to the arrows and Lenny yeah
2: Lenny uh, that's an issue there Lenny (laughs) (laughs) but you know what you only have four lanes right so and you're a community center um I won't. I won't say which. I won't say which lanes in BC, um, but I know a center out there that uses Windex. They clean their lanes with Windex, and they don't put any oil on there. And and it and it's it's not a very like, Shauna would love it. Shauna Shauna would love that center to death. Oh yeah. It,
5: yeah. I'm out.
2: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, so, fastball house,
4: yeah. Brett's making a comment here to put oil on the pin decks. It's hilarious. Putting on uh, oil on pin decks is actually something that's really common for the most part. We used to do it a lot when we were on wood. Um, it just, you know, you see pins slide into it. You, it actually keeps the pins down a little bit more, too. Um, we don't do it as often, if at all, anymore. Um, because we ended up finding that there was... a it attributed to a lot of the blowthroughs, and by blowthroughs, I mean like you know you put it in the right pocket or a touch thin in the right pocket, and you you go straight through that three pin, you leave the right two pin standing, sort of thing.
1: Um,
4: <laughs> a large part of that was uh, was attributed to to that. So it just depends, you know. You, you add you add oil in the pin it's is great for the seniors, uh, but pretty much bad for everyone else. At least in our center, it does vary from place to place. So, yeah.
3: But I wonder if there's any... You know, it... it, Go Go ahead, Shauna. Sorry, guys. You go, Shauna. Go ahead.
5: No, but then I look at all the great bowlers, right? And they they just go out and they just consistently throw that same great ball. It doesn't matter where they're at. I'm like, how the hell are you doing that? Right? Like, I look at Karen Armstrong, for example. My best friend in the whole world. We're soul sisters. She's got grit and dirt. Her technical is... Huge, the way she approaches the line, just fabulous. And then there's me. Every ball is different. Every, the way that it comes out of my hand is different. You know, I just wish I could be, be more solid to the line. I guess, guys, right? Like, find it. But I
4: think, I think a large part of that, Shauna, is attributed to like your earlier days and stuff as well. Like, you're a phenomenal bowler. Because you are a phenomenal athlete and you understand things very well, um, but when you were younger, it doesn't sound like you had a whole lot of like training. You didn't have a whole lot of coaching and all that kind of stuff too. But you're very naturally athletic, so I, I think I think it's it's all a bit a bit of the same sort of thing. You know, you see everybody have a little bit of a different style, but you're self taught, you know, and and you're going to be able to make. Make mistakes and fix mistakes as you go through your approach right. better than better than most people will be able to
5: Well I did bowl YBC in Fort St. John. I was a perfect four step approach and then in oh9 I won T S N. Oh, and so. I went to Robert Gallagher and I said, Look, all the girls. All the greats are throwing a three-step approach. Maybe that's where I need to tighten my technical, right? Like, just mm-hmm. make it so that it's one, two, three. The arm swings more in time, right? You don't have to hold that first step approach. And I worked super, super hard over the summer and then went to TSN in September. And I didn't bowl very well, but I had no expectations because I had made such a huge change.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Gotcha.
0: I think, the, um, like you, you mentioned Karen Armstrong and and you like your shots are drastically different, right? Karen Karen throws hard, um, and oh, she sure. doesn't. She she uh, throws the ball end over end. She doesn't look for side rotation. Where your game is more for side rotation. So when you find that spot, you get away with a lot of ugly hits. I guess is what you can look at it. You get the thin Mm -hmm. ones, you get the thick ones. Um, So you rely a lot on that movement, right? Where um, Karen built her game around hitting the same spot, hitting it high and getting that, that push. And it's just totally different games. I think if you put you two in the same house and you dress the lanes a little bit different, you would, you would see that technicality come out in your game just as well as Karen's. It's just that situation you It depends on the way the lanes are oiled because your games are so different that way.
5: Uh, Absolutely. I totally agree with you. But if I could, like, emulate a perfect style, right, or, like, the perfect dig, like, Baker. Baker and Karen. Like, the way Karen gets over her shot and extends over that line to throw, gets that ball out there is just perfect, guys.
0: Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, Mm. totally. Mm.
3: You had said you made the TSN, so... Right, and like uh, the BC
5: and Saskatchewan ladies getting down in that shot all the time.
1: mm Mm-hmm.
4: Yeah, the Saskatchewan ladies, for sure.
1: (laughs) 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 Yeah.
0: Do you remember who you played your first... Kelsey. uh, Kelsey Wilden. (laughs) Sorry, Terrell. (laughs)
4: yeah yeah you're exactly right kelsey wilton too you're absolutely right yeah that really low solid approach and
5: yeah right that's right and grit and dirt like just oh man i wish i had that fierceness and fire like you know jen marshall or kelsey wilton or Haley cole right like they're just oh digging dirt i love it
4: yeah yeah, absolutely. I, I and uh, you know, b- Baker's really, you know, Dang. really like that in bowling. Um, but I, I think, uh, I, I think Kelsey is like that in every aspect of her life. And, and I, I think Haley is too, is just like competitive in everything that they do. And I love it. I absolutely love it. It's great.
5: Me too. Love those ladies.
3: TV. <laughs> I just go find, find my time. <laughs> go for it. Go for it. <laughs> uh, I was asking um, TSN. That would have been pretty cool to play on TSN. Do you remember who you played your match against?
5: You know what? Um, that was the first year it was non-televised anymore.
0: Mm. John easier that he won the men's side. Didn't he throw a perfect game too?
5: Yeah, I... Right, but or did
3: he uh,
5: just win? I
0: thought he did. You know, just won. Sorry, Jonathan
5: For <laughs> some reason, though, for some reason though, I was there with Matt Schultz. So there was two provincial representatives that were sent, right? Yeah.
1: Because
5: I won out you? of the south, and I don't know who. I don't know who the north who the north lady out of Edmonton was.
0: I thought Matt qualified. i was, roomed, out of, out I
5: was of, roomed with Nina sweet. out of.
0: Matt qualified out of BC that year, I believe. You're right.
5: All right. You're right. That's how it went. So it was just me and Johnny, but I didn't know Johnny well then. I knew Matt from 05 Masters and 09 right. Masters.
1: Right.
5: Yeah.
3: I just remember him calling me after he won. But then he was another time that obviously he through the 4.50, but I remember getting getting the phone call from there. But who did you play in your first match?
5: Yeah. I have no idea. (laughs) I. (laughs) 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 How did that experience go for you? Sorry, guys. All I know is that's where Karen and I, we became the bestest of friends. That's where it started, my KFA. Look, I'm even wearing a shirt today, guys love it nice
4: what is there anything in particular you guys bonded over <laughs> we can stay life
5: <laughs> 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 well well 700 of you know exactly what the answer is that, <laughs> is that. <laughs>
4: that's good that it brings people together
3: We've had we've had some good times over the that's years. Right. Yes, yeah.
5: raker right, and Natalie Perron did win. Oh man, DB, you know it, babe. Yeah, <laughs> yeah
3: absolutely. That's our next sponsor. <laughs> <laughs> Potentially, just need yeah. approval from the boss. That's all. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Too funny. Yeah, but that is no. So, yes. I mean, a big part of your game, Karen, is the the play off the lanes and the fun that you have off the lanes. I mean, you're one of the most genuine, fun, easy going people um, to, to everybody, right? So that, that's where the love of the game and love of the sport and the people must uh, must want you to keep coming back uh, year after year, right?
5: Um. You know, I got thinking over the last couple of days about my bowling, and in the end, it's it has never been about my bowling. It's been about the genuine friendships that I've made along the way. You guys are all my family. I would be heartbroken and lost without it. Bowling's just, bowling's just a side note to it all, right?
4: Yeah. Absolutely, yeah. And we've talked about it a lot, but the, my favorite thing about Masters is, you know, especially like the Red Deer one, for whatever reason, is, you know, we. We go down, we play in our separate centers, but then we always find a restaurant for basically 40 of us to go out and have dinner together and hang out, and it's awesome. We have such a great community, and um, it is such a family, and yeah, you're right. I can't wait for that first tournament to come back just so that everyone won't give a crap about the bowling, just have some drinks and hug people and visit.
5: Oh, I'm gonna hug the shit out of everybody. I don't even care if I know you or not, man. Look the hell out. <laughs> <Well, laughs> yep. Yeah. Totally Seriously, fair. the stranger walking through the door. I don't care. Come here, I'm gonna love on you. Yeah. <laughs> and that's been another that's been another problem of mine over the years, guys. It's like at Masters, right? For instance, I'll be up there bowling, and all of a sudden I see Alice on the senior tournament division fall down and just about break a hip, and for the next five frames, I'm more worried about Alice than I am about bowling my own goddamn (laughs) bowling game, you know?
4: Leave (laughs) Alice's hip to the medical professionals.
5: (laughs) (laughs) I know, but I just, you know it's right yep. here in my heart i can't separate myself from it all
4: absolutely yeah, yeah absolutely
3: agree um how about this shauna how have you managed being a, a strong female bowler playing against male do you find that that gives you an advantage do you want to fight a little bit harder can you sense it when a male is not, is a bit nervous to play a female, right? We've we've talked about this before. How do you fall in that conversation of male versus female, um, topic?
5: You know, I really like playing against the boys. I just find like sometimes women can be very, uh, like it's you can see that there's a competition about to happen whereas when you go up the man you know they're like oh good game or whatever it's less it's less stressing or it's less competitive sort of it's not so tense and oh i want to whoop your ass or i want to whoop your ass right girls are competitive but then like i said at the autumn celebration i walked in and was like okay i'm gonna whoop your ass your ass your ass your ass right but yeah. I don't really care. I just hope to always throw well and bowl well. That, that's that's
3: that, that. Yeah, go ahead, me I was saying that's a good perspective because, mm-hmm. you know, we're thinking that the the female playing a male is going to be, they're going to be amped and ready to go, and I'm going to beat your ass as a male competitive. Like you said earlier, you know, Dexter or Kevin Holdsworth, I can't remember the third you said, but, and, and then you just say there. It's, Brian Hurst, right? Thanks. Is ladies playing ladies that are super competitive, super competitive against each other that you almost, in true fashion, is you want to be the top female. So you want to beat all the ladies first, number one priority, and then I'll take on the guys. Is that is that what I'm getting from that?
5: Absolutely. You know, you always want to be sort of the top of your gender peers i don't know it's healthy competition it keeps us all fighting for for greatness striving for greatness striving to make teams you know my passion is teaching
0: mm-hmm. i think that's a good segue so shauna you've been a huge part of the ybc program and stuff like that in your local area and um kind of build on that how has your coaching um career gone so far
5: um i get the utmost of joy out of these kids right watching them year after year make some sort of little progression even if they're only there for fun and i'm kind of an out there coach so there isn't anything no holds bars you know keep it within limits of course but uh you know, you throw that 15 and I'm coming across the lanes high-fiving you because that's a major achievement for some of those youngsters, right? And then we move into our spares and we move into our strikes. And pretty soon you see these kids moving into, like, the Tic kids or, you know, um, Megan... Megan, or uh, no, uh, she just Tegan? got the awards from Spruce Tegan, Grove guys. Tegan, you right, like getting scholarships and stuff like that like oh my god that makes me so proud as a ybc coach or as a master as a master coach knowing that they did that through bowling right mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: yeah for sure
3: that was a really neat post that we saw today uh about the the scholarship program and tegan recognizing for that It's another young up-and-coming great wow. female bowler right yeah
5: Yeah, that makes me so proud. Like I had discussed with Carrie, you know, at some point maybe for one of our um, WCBT memberships that we're giving away that maybe it should go to one of these YBC kids coming up that maybe can't afford it or, you know, are in college and whatnot, like it should go to a student, one of them should for their first year and give them a chance.
4: Yeah, I don't mind that idea one bit. I think that's awesome.
5: I think I think the
4: more that like we... Like, and
5: especially a female, right?
4: Totally. I, I Absolutely, yeah. I think the more that we expose yeah. it to the younger generation and get them around, you know, us, the older generation, and make them feel comfortable as quickly as we can, the better chance we have at, you know, keeping them forever. Right? So... I completely agree. I think, right. I think, uh, younger females are definitely, you know, the people that we need to start hitting up and trying to get into the WCBT early or the open or stuff like that. But I mean, for us, obviously the WCBT is near and dear to art. So, um, and I think that they'll have an opportunity to get to know people better through the WCBT than they would with the open sort of thing. So
5: yeah, it, I, I really like that. It's more comfort level, right? Yes exactly the more
4: we can make them feel comfortable absolutely
5: the more they'll compete in everything that's around and available to them
3: yeah Yeah. and i think that's something that we do very well here in, in the edmonton area and even central in that area is there's lots and lots of different tournaments and lots of events and there's lots of people not necessarily all the higher level ones but there's lots of Uh, mid-average bowlers or coaches or parents that are super supportive and welcoming, right? For sure.
5: That's right. And Alberta is known for its amazing coaching. So these kids are coming up excellent bowlers, right?
4: Absolutely.
3: Yes. I think we've even got a young guns uh, team of some of the female girl bowlers, but let's segue there to Shauna. How about this? You're playing for the heartland. Kingpins, right? Yeah. One of the one of yeah. the like that's it. That's a team to be reckoned with. You guys must be ready to play here and get going once we're once we're able to. Exhibition matches coming up here soon.
5: Yeah. Well, that would be fantastic. We've got some amazing bowlers on our team. They might not be too well known in any of like the the events or whatnot, but uh, there's some game there, guys. There's definitely some game.
4: Yeah, I think yeah. any of those teams that are in there um, have confidence and faith in themselves. And you know, that's the nice thing about this tournament is that we get to see some people that we may not normally get to see, but that doesn't mean that they don't have all the talent in the world. We just we're just not exposed to it all the time, right? So if they're in there, they're obviously in there for a okay. reason and I'm super excited to, you know, get to compete against all those people.
5: Well, and it's just it's- such great representation of Heartland Bowl, right boys?
4: hmm absolutely so I don't I don't know AJ I don't believe yeah, I, don't. I don't know Jackie I believe and Gino I've seen once or twice
3: <laughs> yeah now we haven't really talked about <laughs> it right. here fellas. and <laughs> maybe we should have before I bring it up but we had talked we had had what is there eight teams 12 teams, 10 teams and we said next season maybe we'd run more now that we just start the season in September we haven't even run this yet. Right? Are we going to maybe just say, let's just hold off and we'll start in September and we'll, we'll run one a week? We're going to run them all on the same weekend. What are we going to do for the 5-Pin the Pro League? Do we expand to have an expansion now and start it from September going until May of next year?
0: So so the league is 12 teams. <laughs> and. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, I, think, I think for this first season, since these are kind of the teams that stepped up and committed, I know <laughs> there were some provinces shut down that um, obviously didn't get the opportunity to put a team together. But um, for us to run this like once a night weekly as a live podcast and commentating and, and get all that stuff together, I think it, it would show for a great start to the idea. And if it runs smoothly, then we look at maybe expanding or creating um, maybe more divisions and running them at different times or whatever that situation may be. Um, But I think it's a great stepping stone. And a lot of these teams are very antsy to play. And I'm hoping that um, with us waiting on a couple, I think we're waiting on Ontario a little bit, um, maybe running some exhibition matches and getting that rock and rolling and getting the, the live streaming and the production side all ironed out a little bit. And um, and we got the 8-gamer to, to finish up first. That's going to be our main priority here outside the podcast. So there's lots of bowling coming up. And I, who knows if we're going to have enough time before bowling centers are going to be slammed in fall, right? We got to really... Really look to our proprietors to help support this, even, even though, like, you know, they're in a hurting position and trying to get as much um, value as they can. So, we really got to be looking to support yeah. them and at, help advertise for them. And maybe, maybe this Pro League brings them maybe some support sure. from outside of it, right?
1: Yep,
4: absolutely. We're gonna hang a big banner that says Home of the Dream Crushers.
0: What i the, agree what about you know, the bpg bombers yeah you're home with no.
5: the bombers <laughs> yeah. home with the wait, bombers
3: man Ladies' we're just the bombers we're not the bpg bombers we're just the yeah. bombers
4: yeah that's a good call we'll, we'll put that on every mm-hmm. bathroom stall just the bpg bombers
3: yeah there you go we're gonna we're, yeah way more popular than the, than the what are you guys again the dream crushers
4: the, yeah yeah
3: yeah, so negative. The, P-
1: the Oh the yeah, because bombing is a great history. <laughs> True. <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
5: Your BBG yeah. bombers or whatever guys goes just well with the um, Edmonton alcoholics. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
1: yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
3: I can't oh. wait. Let's get this pro team league going. Uh-oh. I can't wait. This trash talk, yeah. yeah. I mean when you look at that schedule, let's be yeah, honest, right. there's probably only a, like a, a, a couple of given wins, right? And the Heartland Kingpin's got to be one you look at the list and say, that's a win, right? Yeah. Oh, Jesus.
0: Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I, I did not touch on this because that's a <laughs> team that's going to roll you. I mean, yeah. Yeah.
2: Yeah, yeah. yeah, you know what? <laughs>
3: yeah, they so not on our
2: team, right? So that's, that's all <laughs> the better.
3: Oh, I just hear, I just see Gallagher in the comments getting the trash <laughs> talk going. Great, wanting, it, wanting
0: to take are a job. Of course
5: we're good. Yeah.
0: <laughs> I love it. I love it. Oh, here we go. The jersey showing. <laughs> yeah. We should Brothers, get those some... Are funny uh,
5: words. Bradley's picking yeah. on you. Yeah.
3: Bradley, Bradley won't be in the lineup for that game, don't worry. <laughs> oh,
2: no. Do you know Robert has to type faster, so he has to ask Siri to type for him.
0: <laughs> oh man! No, I, I, I'm so looking forward to uh, getting these competitions going and bringing competitive bowling back and get people involved in it. Well, again, you know right? how
5: I keep picking somebody to beat. Yeah, you know how I keep picking somebody to beat. I'm going to beat Daryl Bradley.
3: Yes,
1: please. Uh. <laughs> oh, wow. Awesome.
0: Well, Sh- Shauna, um, as we're getting close to ending this podcast, is there anything you want to talk about? Anything Hearing that's not on our agenda? Hand. Yeah. It's the way she works. There
5: we go.
0: Is there anything you want to talk about, Shauna? No. No. Okay. <laughs>
1: I'm
3: sorry,
5: we love Perry, we love internet. Is, question?
0: is there is there anything you wish to talk about?
5: Um, well, we kind of touched on conditioning, how how it affects me. I love bowling in Alberta. I'll always say that for sure. Um, I love the people that I bowl with. I'm I'm, I'm dedicated and committed to the YBC. Me? Yeah. No, um, hmm. you touch base with what I had asked to talk about, hmm. right? The conditioning and whatnot. Um, just, you know, keeping up with the condi- with, uh, teaching bowling, right? The continuation hmm. of our sport and our youth that's I'm dedicated to it.
2: So Shauna, I have a question for you. It was sent in to me and you can, you can take it for what is it's worth.
5: And I love you boys.
4: Ooh, are you still going to say it now, Tim? I am. Sh- Shauna, I have a
2: question for you.
0: She's on like a 10 second delay, Tim. She's not going to respond. Oh, 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 she left. <laughs> she she disappeared on us. She is absolutely
4: she's like, dodging
3: your question. Yeah, she's like, don't want to answer that question.
4: Yeah. Tim's talking
2: goodbye. <laughs> well, she's gone.
3: Yeah. I love that she's passionate about coaching now and passing that on. Obviously, uh, Gallagher mentions here about Rowan bowling and and him playing. Does do we know if it was that would have been a good question? Is he bowling and playing? No, just graduated grade nine. Right? Looks like he an is awesome bowling, dude. Yeah.
2: yeah, yeah, he was bowling. Yeah, he good. bowls the YBC program out
4: there.
3: Yeah, nice. But nice. yeah, she's,
4: uh, you know, I've never seen her actually coach, but everything she is as a human being like she's just. A super kind warm person and she understands the game really well and has to make a whole bunch of adjustments so she 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 understands everything super well I think she would be an absolute phenomenal coach and you know one of the people that we absolutely need to continue coaching this game because we need the young people
3: yeah keep inspiring people and to see the the progression of, of her game and the challenges she has that it's not always going to be super easy But you just got to keep working, and there's a lot of good people and a lot of good environments So just keep playing; it's going to be, you know, a well worth it career if you just keep playing the game and and trying to get better.
4: Yeah, yeah, and being a great female coach is huge too. You know, trying to drag out more of the the female bowlers from the YBC as well. Yeah, so uh, fantastic. Yeah, well, and obviously
3: very supportive in the 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 WCBT tour, right? We talked about it, the, the scholarships and the, the memberships that a handful of ladies that have offered to play for memberships for next year, for the next five years, I think it was. Yeah. Uh, that's outstanding. I mean, that's a lot of money raised and donated to the up and coming generation or to people who just wouldn't necessarily normally play. Right. And that's, uh, that's awesome to that have that. Right. So that we just mm-hmm. more and more competitive is, is the, the game just going to keep being, getting stronger and stronger.
0: Yeah. So let let's, uh, Yes, let's let's talk about stuff like that. Um, we have 10 or 15 minutes here since uh, unfortunately, Shauna's internet dropped out, but we got through most of the podcast. It was a little bit of a delay, but things went really well. She's like I said, she's so well spoken and when you do actually get to see her in person or maybe phone her or talk to her on Facebook, feel free to ask her lots of questions. She's a very technical person. she she knows a lot about bowling and especially her her style of bowling and stuff like that. Um, let's, let's talk about the future, um, coming up, the WCBT, what do you guys, I know DB's got a, a planned trip to head out east and participate in the club tour. Um, what do you guys think about the autumn open? They haven't announced that they're officially good to go yet, but, um, the WCBT is obviously moving forward with that will be the plan. Um, do you guys have any predictions on, um, attendance levels or anything like that
4: so autumn open is definitely a go for sure uh when we post that thing from wcbt on the wcbt facebook page a couple weeks ago uh mark asked who who it was a posted and i told him it was you carrie and he was like super grateful that we did autumn open is definitely gonna be a go we're not gonna have any restrictions by then so it'll be awesome um tbc is obviously a go i think i think um my, my predictions is I think, I think numbers will be similar to what they were the year before. You know, I think, oh, when we had it, I think Autumn Open will be similar. I'm going to say probably about that 200, you know, 200 entry mark. I think people are going to be excited to go. The problem with Autumn Open is that they do have to split it between them and, and Club Tour, right? So, um, though it's people are going to go, you know, either east or west, but you're not going to get both. I think TPC is going to be massive. I, I think it's I think it's gonna be huge we I know I've had people contact me from Newfoundland already booking time uh, flights to come out uh, you know um, Jason scaletta messaged me today and he's booked his time off to come to TPC already um, and we're we're in June guys and our restrictions are just opening up so I think people are gonna be really excited for it um, I honestly see TPC being the same numbers and maybe higher we're gonna keep that Thursday morning shift and you know, expanded from what it was because it was kind of a last-second thing last time, and um, you know, maybe maybe we'll hit close to that 300, that 300 mark. Could you imagine? But we, potential it's the potential's there.
2: What? What? Yeah. So, guess what? What's your number, Dex? What's your number? Your numbered guy. So, what's your number? For <laughs> number TPC for, or
3: open <laughs> For
4: TPC. Tim is a nice one. Nice one. Uh, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna say <laughs> I'm gonna say we're gonna get to Two
2: seventy-five. Okay, okay. So we're going to be up. Now.
4: We're going to be up nine. Okay.
0: It's yeah. still up, Tim. It's still yeah. the definition of up.
4: Yeah. Up, 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 up. Tim. Tim will do his yearly his yearly prediction of... We'll get one eighty. Yeah, we're gonna, <laughs> we're going to be about one hundred eighty. I I don't think so, guys. It's going to be about one hundred eighty. Hey, you know what? Nobody's seen an entry form uh, since the first year we ran
2: it, so. <laughs> No one knows what the number of the money is. I, it's still based
4: off of 125 so. Uh. <laughs>
2: <laughs>
4: no, we upped that. We upped that to 175 I think, last time.
2: Okay. That's but,
4: uh, <laughs> yeah, no, uh, I think it's going to be huge. I think we'll start doing some raffles here we'll, again and soon. And we'll do,
2: we'll do a satellite yeah, as well. Uh, but anyway, I, th- I think Autumn Open is to be our special raffle yeah. group.
1: Yeah.
0: So, Autumn Open, since it's our first event. Yeah. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I'm what did they have 200. last year?
3: Yeah, what did they have last year? 220? Yeah, so go 200. 200
4: on those. Yeah, I think it be about 200, yeah.
3: Which is great, and, and I hope they do, right? I mean, obviously, it's a, a wonderful event. It's the first WCBT event. Great proprietors, great lanes, great setup. Like, should be big numbers. Everyone has to go back and play. So, yeah, there would be any reason not, and, and, unless you're going to a club tour, right? But I'm yeah. just, I'm only going there because I want to check out Nebs, right? Otherwise, I'd be playing... Uh, Autumn totally. Open and we've yeah. talked about this and it's just super cool for 5 pin new and I just want to go and I just right i going to go do that but absolutely yeah. support Autumn Open event for people to come play even for a bunch of the guys from out east to come to Autumn Open get involved in the WCBT tour and the events uh, you get points obviously so yeah mm-hmm. 200 would be a great number so the sooner they get out the entry forms and all those things and start accepting entries the the word just starts to go so
4: yeah, Autumn Open sure. is a go. I'm, whether Mark wants it to happen or not, he no longer has yeah. a choice. It's official. It's been set on podcast. <laughs> Autumn Open is running. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, like I said, we haven't heard anything from Paradise Lights. Um, we just know from the WCBT standpoint, everything is looking like it's going to be open, and we haven't been notified any differently, so the WCBT decided to post to start generating some interest and stuff like that um, but we will let you know and we will share the heck out of anything posted by Paradise or the Autumn Open once things are official for them <laughs> Does the WCBT have a seniors division? That will never happen No Not through the WCBT standpoint If the, if the individual tournaments want to run a little seniors division that's on them
2: <laughs> a, a champions tour? Len- Lenny yeah. just turned fifty, right? So,
0: I think that comment was more towards Gino. <laughs>
3: wait, till, wait till I get to fifty, then I'll start the Champions Tour.
2: No, like, wait a few well, so, so yeah. Len- Lenny, two years or Lenny like was talking about <laughs> playing uh, senior masters at one point too. So, um, yeah, it is it is a thing for Lenny.
3: And I mean, <laughs> there should be a senior open too sometime, right? You, okay. Well, Ontario then, has then, one.
4: Yeah, yeah, go out for club tour and they just never come home, and then, <laughs> then yeah. you could you could yeah. join that.
3: <laughs> yeah, who is this guy? What kind of ideas did you come home with? You're going to kick me off the podcast. this guys out.
0: <laughs> Crazy. Ass. It's all good. It's all good. Yeah. yeah. Um. Yeah, I don't know. I I was had a train of thought there for a little bit, but oh yeah. So obviously the Autumn Open has um, they have the trios on Thursday, and they have mm-hmm. a bakers event on Friday evening. TPC is still going to be running invitational Wednesday and the doubles Friday night. Is there any new events you guys are bringing in, or are you What's, satisfactory what, with what you was have? Autumn
4: Open. I thought Autumn Open was like a high end
0: doubles. Oh, it's a doubles. Yeah, sorry, doubles.
4: That's yeah, right, doubles on Thursday. I
0: won that actually. That's probably why I forgot about it.
4: Yeah, because you're playing with three people.
0: Hey. Clearly. You gotta do what you gotta do to win. <laughs>
4: uh, I don't.
2: All I know I,
0: don't... I was hoisting a championship that weekend. How about you guys?
2: Um, actually, me, me, and Brian Askin was holding that tournament too. Yeah,
0: he yeah, stole it.
4: <laughs> <laughs> we have, we
0: haven't took a picture.
4: <laughs> <laughs> we we're a winner. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't, I don't see us adding any new events to ours. I mean, unless unless we start moving into Wednesday night. Does anybody have interest in a Wednesday night event? Couldn't you do? <laughs> no. Do you still
3: run your? Do you still run your uh, league on um, the Thursday night?
4: No, Thursday you... night we run the Invitational.
3: No, when, Carrie just said Wednesday night Invitational. Oh, it's Thursday. Did, sorry. Sorry, I... Carrie did say Wednesday night Invitational. Okay, fair. Yeah. it was Thursday. Yeah. So you'll do five shifts for TPC, or will you do a sixth one Thursday afternoon, Thursday morning, Thursday afternoon? Could you get enough in for a sixth?
1: Hmm.
4: No, it, it, we we'd run five, uh, just because. So we we'd run uh, the Thursday one at eleven a.m. and uh, usually it'll be it should be done by about four ish, somewhere around there. And then we have our quick, you know, youth seminar, and then we have our invitational. Right. We just we just don't have time in between, That's, unfortunately. But. Does
3: Autumn Open run a uh thursday shift
4: no no but yet. they did start a friday shift this year friday morning shift this year too.
0: So yes they, four, they run so four shifts, shifts. Yeah. Four
3: shifts. Gotcha. yeah okay yeah well people build it up and get more entries than you can get to the thursday shift right yes, yes.
0: yeah so let, let's touch on this a little bit um kind of our last question before we end the podcast here and do our draw um line answers asks is there any chance manitoba will count for the wcbt if they get like 150 entries so um, in the bylaws of the wcbt set up kind of right from the beginning there's been some small adjustments to it um, a tournament has to ha- hit a certain amount of entries before they will be um considered to be a part of the wcbt but they have one year to reach that so because this will be Manitoba Open's first official year because obviously COVID happened and they weren't able to run. If they hit the, the qualifying mark, which I think is 125 entries, they will be considered for the WCBT for the following year. And then there's one year's grace where let's say the Manitoba only gets 120 entries that, that next year when they are a part of the WCBT. They get one more year to reach above 125 the next year. And if they don't, then that's when they would be dropped off the list. But they get that one year's grace. And with all the all the support and everything like that, I do not think they'll have any problems reaching that that short goal. So um yeah, unfortunately, even with the Manitoba Open running this year, it won't be part of the WCBT, but we are in full support of it. We will be sharing everything um even maybe we'll even help live stream some stuff if they're w- wanting us to help out and get all that stuff going Five Pin universe obviously will be there and we'll be doing stuff with them and make sure we get that tournament rocking and rolling at st james
4: yeah. um so yeah sorry carrie uh it's i believe it's 100 100 and-
0: yeah i wasn't quite sure if it was 100 and then 125 or if it was 75 and then 100
4: it was seventy five, and then it was hundred. I just sorry, I just pulled up. Mm. I just pulled up our most recent yeah. specifications, and yeah, so it's a hundred now. It did initially start out at seventy five, and then obviously we've had such a uh, huge with response, the growth. Yeah, we felt that it was necessary to increase that just to keep it fair for you know uh, contenders. You know, we, you don't you don't really want somebody to go in and you know get the same points for a seventy five point entry or seventy. 75 entry tournament as opposed to a 220 entry tournament. So, um that's the reason why those specifications are in there, but um yeah, so based on the newest one it says 100 carry.
0: Yeah. Uh I'm sure we'll be addressing that again at this year's AGM. i'm um, just making sure everything's good to go, but I don't foresee any changes due to the COVID situation and um us really not knowing what the attendance levels will be at these tournaments at this point. But I'm mm-hmm. sure it's going to be at least what it was the last running season and hopefully even better, right?
1: Absolutely.
0: Yeah, yeah. Alrighty. Well, let's wrap up this podcast. We got a draw to do here. The all-star draw. Share my screen. All right. We got 31 entries this week. Once again, just wanna thank Alley Cat Brewing for sponsoring us again, and All Star Bowling Sales doing these draws every week. Um, It's pretty amazing to have a company like that supporting us, and uh, to all our patrons. Uh, Literally, this wouldn't be happening without Patreon. Um, We do have some, some monthly bills that need to be paid to keep this kind of thing running, so thanks again. Without further ado.
3: drum roll please
0: yeah Jen <laughs> we're getting a lot of repeat winners
4: and and we we owe her one still too from the from the hundredth
0: podcast from the hundred yeah awesome huh? great for her
4: yeah
0: awesome
3: hey somebody's got to win yep
0: that's absolutely. right that's people what happens
4: that w- when you tune in tune in every week
0: that's right she, to win every I, week. Bet, I bet you her
3: students right now are going Yay! <laughs> yeah <laughs> absolutely <laughs> Tomorrow during class time, let's watch this. Uh, just, okay, guys, you can watch this. You can watch this podcast this week. Last week, yeah. we, we, we we refrained from This week, we're good. Yeah, Especially exactly. tune in at the one hour and 56 minute mark. That's where you yeah. want to turn in at. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah.
0: Exactly. <laughs> nice. All right. Uh, Tim, do we have a guest for next week?
2: Yeah, we're really super excited to have Tracy and Seth on. Len's oh, better half. The so Better
0: and Seth. Perfect. Better half. Yeah. Yeah.
2: So if you ever met Tracy, Tracy's absolutely one of the sweetest ladies you ever meet. Don't know how you she have got to be you. Don't you. know how I don't know how yeah. she got with
3: Len, but uh <laughs> another one of the ladies who have won a national championship or played nationals while pregnant, I believe, right?
2: I, I don't I don't know about that. Um yeah. but she, she I know she's got two silver medals on uh, in each nationals as a single and she won back to back uh cbc's as well um so she she's very well uh has a great resume and so she'll be on um, we're working on a resume right now, and so I'm really excited to have that. Maybe she might have some Len stories to share. <laughs> she, maybe she maybe is, we can...
4: yeah. Oh, Len settled. She, she? she has got to have, like, a Nobel Peace Prize.
1: To <laughs>
3: oh, I just want to know, where's the setup going to be in the room, and in, in the house? How is he going to stay away? <laughs> right? He's just going to be chirping her the whole oh, time. Preg- yeah. She's
2: pregnant at TSN, yes. Yeah. There you go. Hey, yeah. don't
3: ruin the story, Len. Come on, man. <laughs> yeah, we'll yeah, talk yeah, talk to
2: Len, yeah. give her some spotlight. This is not yeah. about you this time. Yeah. Back and off, you know man. what? And uh, we we know she's not going to be smoking dope on podcasts. So.
3: <laughs> <laughs> we know what? she's... what's wrong with that, Tim. Absolutely nothing. <laughs> yeah, we're I drinking
0: know. beer, so there's nothing yeah, wrong. Know, with
3: right?
2: it. <laughs> you know, you know, don't the. Oh god, that was funny. Um, so anyway, it's just a reminder: we have we have her on there, and then on the thirtieth there'll be no podcast because we're taking it off for Canada Day um so keep that oh up. i wasn't informed of this
0: maybe i'll run a podcast by myself then <laughs>
4: carrie you're going camping with us oh
0: yeah yeah that's right you're right <laughs> yikes <laughs> all
1: right tracy, oh, tracy thanks
2: have... ellie
4: cat for making carrie drunk <laughs> <laughs> tracy has room. nothing
2: to be nervous about we're gonna have a great time next week and uh and hopefully, uh, the Habs win and Lund can be busy doing something else, not annoying you. So
3: you'll be all good. <laughs> <laughs> Double, va- oh, okay. Double vax tomorrow. Double vax. Get her hey, done. Congratulations. That's, that's awesome.
4: See, the one time it pays to be old.
1: Yeah. <laughs> 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 yeah. No, that, that's that's awesome to yeah. your, your kids are going to love it.
2: Kids are gonna love you. You're gonna have better sell reception at your place now. Yeah,
3: that's right. <laughs> the, the amount of stuff that's been in my body, the vaccines, the least of things that's gonna worry or affect me. So Yeah, just a fair. Pump it All in,
0: boys. Right. Well, uh, we just want to thank Shauna again for coming on and spending a couple hours with us, right. even though um, she was pretty nervous about her internet. I think we did well, and uh, yeah, can't wait for till next week.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: Already. Thanks, guys. Thank you. Have a good one.